Blog Talk Radio. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Drop that puck! 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 Take a seat, because you've just been sent to the sin bin with your host, Recently returned from his forced deportation to Canada and that country's subsequent refusal to accept him, Paul Rogers! All right, I want to welcome everyone to our season finale episode of the Seattle Sinbin. Uh, I'm your host, Paul Rogers. I'm expecting my co-host, Otto Rogers, to call in at any time now. Uh, but I'm glad you guys are here. And uh, we've got an interesting show for you tonight. In case you, in case you guys haven't heard, uh, the NHL last week made a minor announcement uh, regarding potential expansion of the league. And Seattle's name did come up. Uh, and there was some news about that as well today. And uh, I've got on the line uh, Mr. John Barr. John, how are you? Doing well tonight, Paul. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. Um, so, uh, before we get into uh, the the expansion stuff, uh, I don't think you and I have talked since the Stanley Cup final got over. Um, what What did you think of the way that final went down, and why do you think uh, the Blackhawks took that series? Um, well, uh, I thought it was a great final. Um, I thought, uh, the conference final was actually some really good matchups with two game seven, but the final was pretty good. Um, it w- I would have liked to see, uh, Ben Bishop healthy to see how that would have turned out and Tyler Johnson healthy as well. Um, I don't know if you caught it, but Ben Ben Bishop had a torn groin as the goalie and Tyler Johnson had a broken wrist. So, uh, I certainly don't think yeah, any injuries are part of the Stanley Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was a it was a great final, and, and Chicago's just got the experience to knows what it takes to win. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of cups on that team are already, and a lot of Olympians as well. Yeah, yeah. All right, and staying on the Blackhawks for just just a couple minutes before we get into the expansion stuff. Uh, came out today that uh, they made a big, a pretty big trade. Um, they are trading away Brandon Saad. Did I pronounce that right? Saad? Yep. Yep. And and uh Michael Pagliota and forward yep. Alex Broadhurst. They were all traded to the Blue Jackets, uh uh Columbus Blue Jackets for Artem S oh man, Anasimov, <laughs> Jeremy Morin, <laughs> uh Corey Tropp, and Marco Dano. And a fourth round pick in 2016. Uh, what do you make of that trade? What's going on there? Well, um, Chicago had a um, had to fit under the salary cap, and they needed to move somebody. A lot of people thought it would be Patrick uh, Patrick Sharp, who's um, mm-hmm. a little older, uh, much older. Um, but it was an opportunity that Chicago probably jumped on. Um, now. Columbus is one of my my closet teams I like, um, and I thought they'd be pretty good this year, but they had they had the injury bug at the beginning of the year. But they should be really tough with with Saad, who I think was like 
number four, in, number three or four in scoring on Chicago. So um, he's he's yeah. he's what the deal was all about. Yeah, I, reading the the, ar- the article at NHL.com, it says that Saad uh, was part of two Stanley Cup championships in four NHL seasons. He had NHL career best of 23 goals and 52 points in 82 games this season, eight goals and 11 points in 23 Stanley Cup playoff games to help the Blackhawks win the Cup. So that's that's not a that's not a minor bit player, is it? That's that's someone Chicago is probably going to miss. Yeah, and he's young. I mean, I I what I don't know if you have the age in front of you, but he's 25, I think, or something like that. So uh, should be should be interesting. Says. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it says he's sorry, 22. 22. Wow. Yeah, yeah, really young. Two Stanley Cups, and he's only 22. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be valuable to the, to the Blue Jackets. Um, but, yeah, so that's going to be interesting. Do you think Chicago is going to uh, make any more moves like that to get under the cap, or they, do you think they're probably pretty well done? Uh, I think they're done. I think uh... – they might move uh, Patrick Sharp as well, but uh, I think they they did what they needed to do, and so anything else is is just going to be kind of part of making the team better. Right, right. All right, so that brings us up to last week, and uh, Commissioner Gary Bettman steps up to the microphone, and he made a minor, minor announcement. Uh, no effect on Seattle whatsoever, it seems, but... Uh, yeah, it's all this talk that he's been talking all this time about, you know, we're only listening to expressions of interest. We're not really looking at expansion. Uh, that's over. That's over. The the NHL is now officially exploring expansion. Uh, uh, any city that wants to apply has, what, from July 6th through August 10th to apply. Uh, what did you make of the way that all went down with the commissioner last week? Well, I, you know, I think with with what was been going on with Vegas and their ticket drive since since they, it kind of came out in public, uh, I think it was in December, where they were starting to go down their ticket drive, all signs were pointing to this kind of expansion process being opened up formally. And he's alluded to it. He's listening before. Um, so part of it's not a surprise, um, and I don't think it's much of a surprise to all the potential potential cities he expects to get applicants from, inclu- including Quebec and Seattle. Um, and the window, the window between July and August, at first I thought that was pretty, that was a pretty quick window. I mean, you can't just drum up a, a quick application in, in a matter of 30 days, you know? So obviously the people that needed to be involved, that, that were anticipating applying are probably, um, already expecting this. And so I think it's just formalizing what was already known behind the scenes. Um, That said, I think it's going to be interesting with Seattle um, and what, what, who, who actually applies. Right. Yeah. And so we, we know the situation is in Soto in, in downtown Seattle that, you know, we've got our FEIS in hand, but, Obviously, we're not uh, quite there yet for hockey. We need some kind of NHL first modification, or we need the the NBA to pull a team for us out of their butt before August 10th um, for us for them to be able to apply. Um, do you, you know, I, I think Jeff Baker reported today that Hanson and Coleman are actually talking behind the scenes. But 
Um, do you anticipate that they're going to be able to get something done in Soto in time? I mean, like it's it's total speculation on most people's uh, parts. I mean, it's unless they're talking directly to the parties involved. I mean, we we know that they have a working relationship. That this is Coleman and Hanson. I think there's a desire to get a deal done. Uh, people's appetite, or you know, Coleman's appetite, or Hanson's appetite, to under what terms that that remains the question, and that that I think is kind of the challenge for Soto. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I think people were wondering, um, you know, is Tuck Willow ready to step into this race at this point? And uh, Jeff Baker reported today, he has talked to a source close to the Bartizak group, and they are going to put in an application before August 10th. We don't know the exact date. Um, but and I, I think Daniels reported later on today that, it's not going to be in the first day or so, but they are going to get that application in. Um, so, I mean, to me, that that's that's a good sign, isn't it? I mean, they're they're already planning on doing it. Uh, to me, they're not going to make an application like this unless they feel like they have the financing in line, doesn't it? I mean, that's that's how it seems to me. I mean, it, it's it seems to me that you know, um, you know. <clears throat> The, the RBL group is really taking is is taking the necessary steps, and they've kind of played this out pretty well over the last four months to get that mm-hmm. Tukwila, um arena going. Um, and so I think they're they've anticipated they're ready for it. You know there might there might be some questions and some new investors now that now that it's kind of a fesh, uh, uh, official that they might need to bring on. But um, for the most part, I think I think I anticipate them definitely they were ready and they, they knew it was coming. So, I mean, I, it, there was really no surprise there. It's kind of confirming what, we, what we've, we've, we've all thought behind the scenes on, on what we can put together based on what's being uh, uh, reported in the press. Yeah. You know, to me, I, you know, looking at the, the three different locations, John, um, I, I think I probably in the majority when I say that Soto is probably the best location, but I, I look at Ray Bartizek and uh, to me, he's very confidence-inspiring, and he's the only one of the NHL guys that we know of so far that has actually put skin in the game and actually tried to bring the league here and actually put effort into it. He tried to bring the Coyotes here uh, a couple years ago, and you know we have reports that they even had moving vans loaded if if uh, Glendale had voted the other way, and they were going to move here the next day, and <clears throat> the NBA, the NHL had approved that, and now at the moment he's the only one with an arena proposal that has an NHL uh, availability right now out of the gate. So, you know, I, I, I'm hoping that Victor Coleman is doing things behind the scenes. I don't know what's going on in Bellevue, but so far to me, Ray Bartizek is the only one that's really stepped up NHL-wise. What do you think? Uh You know, I, I think that's a fair assessment. I, I mean, I, I'm certainly a fan of, of him. I mean, he was <clears throat> – you know, like you said, he came up a couple of years ago um, with with the Coyotes, and you know, has tried to work out a deal with Hanson that that didn't work out. And he he said, you know, you know, it might be time to look elsewhere. And this was maybe 18 months ago. And so he's he's been his convictions here, right? It's it's he's proven yeah. now that he's 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 not going away. He's doing his best to 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 do what he can to bring a team here and he's going to, he's going to do his best and he's, he's making, 
good on his word. He doesn't speak to the media that much or, or to, to us, the public, but I think that's okay. Right. Um, you know, he's, yeah. Isn't, isn't setting false expectations, um, you know, by kind of getting out in front and, and, and really getting, getting everybody, uh, actively involved. He's, he's trusting the process and he's going through this, I mean, you know, pretty, slow and, and tactfully. And I think that's, that's, I think that's to be applauded. Um, Coleman, I don't think we know enough about to say that same, that same thing. I mean, his name, I think first came up in maybe uh, February or March. Um, and, and I think, you know, there's nothing, you know, I've, I've heard nothing bad about the guy, everything I've, I've read and heard, he's, you know, a reasonable guy and seems like he's passionate about the sport, but we just haven't been able to, to, to see, you know, his efforts yet, right? It sounds like he's still in the picture, so so that that should be applauded. So, but you know, that's that's just me kind of airing out kind of my personal feelings. But either way, I hope both of them get the best, you know, deal proposal possible, and and hopefully the NHL can decide. Yeah, it looks like uh, my co-host has arrived. Otto, are you there? Hey guys, how are you? Doing, Doing well, Otto. How are you? Doing great. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I okay. had some uh, unforeseen circumstances pop up that made me a little late. But I'm glad to okay. be on the show. Well, I want to clear one thing up, Otto. Uh, based on a message you sent me earlier, please tell me you're not in the pool. Are you in the pool? <laughs> my my feet are in the pool, but the rest of my body is not. Okay. But I am in the backyard. But but you are dressed and everything, right? And uh, I'm just I'm, my feet my feet is in the uh, the kiddie pool. Usually okay. I'll do this in my office, um, but it's about 84 degrees in my office right now, so it would not be <laughs> an enjoyable situation for me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, welcome to, welcome to the show, Otto. It's a, it is our season, season finale. It is good of you to come in. <laughs> um, uh, but John, uh, we're talking about we're talking about. Um, Coleman and Bartizek, and you know the mis- the real mystery right now. I mean, we know that Hanson and, and Coleman have got to be at least talking behind the scenes, so we know that they're probably at least working on something there. Uh, the real mystery right now, to me, and, and you know, now that we know that Bartizek is certainly going to apply before the deadline, what the heck's going on in Bellevue? I mean, um, I, I think Baker has attached uh, Jack Sperling's name to the effort in Bellevue. But, you know, he was saying on another on radio station today, I think it was to Sandmeyer's show, that, um, you know, they still are working be- behind the scenes in Bellevue. We just don't know um, if they're going to be ready in time. What, what do you make of what's going on or may, may not be going on in Bellevue? Well, I, I, uh, I think it's just a little bit behind, um, and I'm not sure if it's people just kicking the tires and rumored names. Um, I mean, realistically, if if we haven't heard much from them, I don't think they're going to be a candidate to apply during this during this application process. So I'm mm-hmm. not. I mean, I I know it's certainly possible, but I'm not. Um, I'm not expecting much. I'll, I I would be pleasantly surprised. I mean, it would be kind of cool to show that we have three different ownership groups interested in bringing a team here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, who knows? Maybe they can come together. If yeah. one particular program is lighter than the other, or, or whatever, just to kind of 
um, make our case a little stronger. Yeah. You know, and my continued hope with those Bellevue guys, and, you know, we've also heard Thomas Toll's name attached to it and a couple other names. I mean, I'm big money guys. And wouldn't it be great if they could just somehow uh, put their heads together with Hanson and just get something done in Soto where there's already a plan? And, uh, you know, it, it seems to me that would be an amazing solution. But, you know, who knows? I, I don't know if they're even thinking about that or if it's even a possibility. But I, I just wish that would happen. Uh, well, and I think maybe maybe this the uh, the 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 new deadline of August 10th of getting an uh, application to the NHL might be a forcing function to have those discussions with with all those parties. I mean, it's it's do or die for a lot of these people. If you know if their Bellevue group really wants to put a team in Seattle and and wants to be part of it, you know they yeah they better collaborate. They probably need to find a way to collaborate. Yeah. You know, I looked at that deadline, John. I don't, I don't know, maybe you felt differently, but uh, when I heard there was an August 10th deadline, I was actually pretty excited because it, it put some tangibility to the situation. I mean, uh, it, it just kind of threw down the gauntlet for the Seattle area, and Batman's just making a statement. All right, you guys really want me to come here? You need to get something done by such and such a date. People that were looking at it the opposite way and, and just kind of panicking about it and saying, well, how can we be possibly be ready uh, but I, I, I take the other approach. I think that it's good uh, to put some deadlines on. Um, and I, I think it's, you know, honest. And, you know, what do you think? Do you think the deadline overall is a good thing for us or a bad thing? Uh, I think it's, um, I, you know, I think it's a, it's a good thing. Uh, I think the NHL knows what they're doing and they know the potential parties if they're going to be ready, they're going to be, you know, I mean, I, I think they know what they're doing. Um, and I just think, uh, you know, it's good. It forces force of the issue. Now, personally, it's, it's a little, you know, it's kind of scary, you know, that we might know our fate, you know, a couple months from now when they fully vet all the yeah. applications. Um, yeah. So, so it's pretty interesting. So, yeah, it is. It is scary. I mean, there, there's no doubt about that. I mean, it's it's uh, you you, you kind of look at it and the finality of it, and you know, you get the idea that if we miss this shot, this shot, you know, we're pretty well pretty well done for the next 20 years. But you know, if to me, if these guys can't get it together before then, you know, they're never going to get it together. And to me, I like the finality of it. I, I like, it, you know, it was kind of a rush when I heard the, the August 10th date. You know, because, you know, I like the idea that at some point we're going to know if we're wasting our time or not. And that to me, that was uh, a good thing. Otto, you got any questions for yeah. John? Yeah. Just, um, I saw some tweets from Chris Daniels today. Um, I don't know if you guys already covered this. Talking about uh, some of the Seattle ownership groups, they're not really sure what the application process entails in regards to um, you know, what they need to have to show that for the application. Um, I was wondering if, John, maybe you might have uh, something more to add. What do, you, what do you think the NHL, what do you think they're looking for in the application? But do you think they're looking for, like, a full, like, arena plan? Things like, okay, well, you have you have financing in place and you have a structure, an outline of an arena plan to move forward and look at the application process. Um, well, I think I think the 
the interested parties, the, the potential franchise owners definitely know what they need to submit um, to the NHL. Um, I am also anticipating that there will be some kind of conditional, if Seattle were to get a team uh, on this round of applications, there will be um, some kind of conditional approval. Um, no matter if it's Soto or Tuckwilla, there is um, some degree of uncertainty on both at both spots. So I think to have, you know, a, a shovel in the ground by August 10th is, is insane and won't happen. So there, the NHL will have to kind of approve a, a, an arena plan based on that condition, what the financing looks like and what the outlook to, um, to get it complete looks like. Right. Um, so for the Hanson, it might be the hand, if the Hanson um, deal were to go through, I would imagine um, Hanson and Coleman will have to put some kind of uh, how they anticipate resolving the NHL first scenario um, for the N- for the NHL to kind of approve that um, and what it's going to take to get that changed and some some level of forecasting what it needs. So, right. I I mean I don't I don't I'm not I'm not privy to to what's required, but I, I think you know parent as they can make it is probably what they need to do and kind of how they're going to resolve all the issues. Right. Um, and just one kind of general overall question. If if you had to guess, um, and the NHL decides to make some sort of announcement in the fall, what kind of announcement, like what cities, how many teams, well, you know, what kind of announcement do you think, just your guess, best guess, will the NHL make in September when the Board of governor meets? Uh, I, I mean, I, I certainly think Vegas is going to be on, be approved. Um, and I think it'll probably be late September when they have the board of governors, I think when the board of governors meet again, um, I think that's right. enough time that, that the applications, you know, and there will be some kind of, I, I definitely think the NHL wants to be in Seattle. Um, I don't think there's, and I think that would be their first choice although we have uh, a lot of uncertainty around our arena, like we've discussed. So assuming everything's uh, A-OK with the with one of our bids, uh, I anticipate getting the conditional approval. The one thing to look out for, and this isn't a knock against Quebec City, um, but Quebec City is certainly going to be in there. Um, you know, there is this uh, currency exchange kind of issue going on, um, mm-hmm. and I kind of – tweeted a little bit about it yesterday is that they ex- expect the exchange rate in can- for Canadian dollars to go down to 0.64 and wow. in a, about a year time. And that, that's, that is a forecast, right? So it's, it doesn't mean it's going to happen, but the last time that rate was so low, the NHL actually had to um, gave some uh, currency exchange relief to four out of the, at, at the time, six Canadian teams. And it was only 12 years ago. And they did it for multiple years. So because there, the expansion fee, whether it be $500 million or whatever it is, will be, um, uh, will be in U.S. dollars. So think of the Quebec team that would have to pay, you know, uh, an insane amount of Canadian dollars. Then they have to pay salaries based on uh, U.S. dollars. And so they don't get a discount rate 
on on the salaries. So their their payroll is actually much more expensive than um, than the U.S. because they um, collect money. Their revenues are Canadian dollars. So you start to see some of the issues that that might might be a reason why Quebec doesn't get a team. Now there could be a scenario. I think if one of the Eastern teams or some other team falters, whether it be uh, I hate picking on teams, but but it could be Phoenix, it could be, or excuse me, the Arizona Coyotes, it could be Florida, it could be Carolina. If one of those teams falters in the next couple of years, that might be the candidate to relo- relocate um, the team. Yeah. Now, this is a little speculation, right? And I, I hate the thought yeah. of teams moving, right? We all do, right? We saw the Sonic right. leave, so it's not something I've ever been rooting for, and I hope everybody realizes that, so... Fully understood. Fully agree. Okay. All right. So um, you mentioned Quebec and you mentioned Vegas. Um, John, overall, how do you think Seattle stacks up against some of these other markets? I mean, uh, are there other markets besides Quebec and Vegas we should be thinking about? Well, I... You know, I've I've been paying attention to Houston. I've been paying attention to Kansas. And, you know, even Portland uh, should be thrown in there. Um, What Seattle has on those is the the strength of the economy in Seattle, the location to um, Vancouver to create some kind of rivalry. Uh, We also are kind of like this big gaping hole in the – TV market, not so much from um, a national TV picture, but we don't have any local team from, you know, really from Alaska, Washington, Oregon, Montana, Idaho. Like there is no team that has a regional market there, you know, where Houston, Houston has the Dallas Stars. So odds are you can watch the Dallas Stars if you're in Houston. So you're, you can become a hockey fan if, if you would like to be. Um, Kansas City is close enough to St. Louis, right? So you start to see that there's actually some pretty good coverage, except in the Northwest. And so I think Seattle, that is one of the advantages of Seattle. Um, And, you know, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, is I came from California and and Northern California before the Sharks were there. And they, the Sharks just were not part, or, or hockey was just not part dialogue down there. People didn't pay attention because there was no team. Uh, there was no hockey there. There's actually much more hockey in Seattle than there was in Northern California um, when I grew up there. So I think it's actually already a pretty good market that that will will really succeed quicker than most other areas and and more than they anticipate. So that's what I think Seattle has. Um, I you know I I think of Seattle as its own market, and I don't really like to compare necessarily. Um, to other teams or other cities and, and rank and, and, and figure, figure who's a better market. I just know the strength of the Seattle market, uh, all the metrics and everything um, we've seen, we've looked at makes Seattle a really strong NHL market. Yeah. And so John, what I think most people think that uh, whether you're talking about the NBA or the NHL, I, I think most people think, think that either league would would prefer Soto over Tequila. But if Soto doesn't position itself the way it needs to and Tequila 
uh, is the only bid coming out of Seattle. Uh, do you think the fact that it's in a suburb uh, would hurt it versus places like Quebec or Houston? Um, you know, I, I think uh, Quebec is a pretty strong market, and I think um, in a way we can't really compare Quebec to Seattle. Um, it's rabid up there. Canada is different. It's it's unique. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do think it might be, uh, you know, it's only ten miles away, um, and when you think of like Staples Center in LA, you know, I wonder how many people travel more than ten miles to get to that um, place. You know, that's that's it's tons of traffic, and the area is huge, but they probably draw from a lot further than ten miles away. And so I think the NHL has a good sense of what's like the, the tolerance of an NHL fan. Um, you know, Glendale is like 30 miles away to compare the two of Glendale and to Phoenix. Um, so I, I think Tukwila being 11 miles away really isn't that, that far. Uh, I think it'll be successful. And I, but I do, I still think NHL would probably prefer Soto but I think they're looking for the most viable plan, and, and that's what they're going to judge the decision on, assuming they even get to make a decision on two. All right. Do you have anything else for John? No, I, I think that's it. I, I like. Okay. You no, know, let's see what happens. You know, come August, what is it, August 10th, August 6th? What's the, uh, what's the end date for the uh, final date to submit? Yeah, August so 10th. let's see. Let's see what happens. Do you, do you guys feel yeah. that we're going to hear pretty quickly after that, you know, like sources saying, like, these are the front runners or these are going to have the best shot, or do you feel it'll take, like, a month or a couple months to see what, what, what cities shake out? John, what do you think of that? Well, I think uh, we'll get little teasers of information. Um, you know, I think the NHL might be a little transparent on who's applied and – who are the finalists and, you know, as they, as they see fit, I mean, it's, it's a pot, it's possible that we won't hear anything until the teams are announced. Um, I don't know. It's getting me nervous even thinking about it. Like I'm starting to get, yeah. <laughs> get a little edgy. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited, but I'm also like, Oh my gosh, this is becoming yeah. real. So yeah, I don't know. What real. do you, what do you think, Paul? Um, well, I think, uh, you know, I actually feel better, you know, when you mentioned the stuff about the exchange rate in Quebec, did you really say 64 cents on the dollar? Uh, that that's a said? projection for next year, projection for yeah. next year. You know, I, I when I was, I used to occasionally go up to Vancouver for things that I won't mention uh, back in the 90s. And, you know, one one of the great things about it was they had a lower exchange rate. And, you know, in the 2000s, they basically even things out. And I don't think at any point it was as low as, point six, as 6.4. Uh, so that, to me, that that is, that's huge. And um, I, I was kind of, you know, right now, I'm, right now, if I just assume that only Tequila is going to apply, uh, you know, I, I was kind of iffy. How would the NHL feel about Quebec versus uh, Tequila? And, you know, if you're talking hockey passion, you know, Quebec's going to win hands down. But if you're talking, you know, that 
that exchange rate thing could throw the balance towards Tequila, I would think. So I, I feel better about that. Um, my my gut tells me that Seattle's going to have at least two applications. Um, I you know I don't know if that's going to mean Coleman and Hansen come to a deal, or if the Bellevue guys, uh, the hockey guys in Bellevue, come to a deal with Hansen, or if they do it in, in Bellevue. I think we're going to have two proposals. Um, my my head tells me that we're going to get a team, uh, but I you know. I'm I'm a Seattle sports fan, John. So, you know, worrying is our. I, I think I opened my article, one of my articles this week. Worrying is part of our birthright. Uh, so I, I, <laughs> I, I would say, sixty percent chance that we get the team. Uh, but I was going to ask you one final question before and before I do, it's NHL to Seattle dot com. NHL Seattle.com, right? Yeah. Is your website? Okay, so yes. my yeah. final yep, question to you, yeah, my final question to you is if wait, 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 wait. Um, what? I got to I got to quick quickly interject. When he talked okay. about the difference between Quebec and Seattle, um, and and you know there certainly is a lot of passion in Quebec, and I don't want to, you know, be naive to think that we can touch that passion. But one thing that I think is really advantageous about Seattle. Is, is the potential for growth in the area and growth in the sport. Right. You know, you put a second team in, in in Toronto or you put put a team in Quebec, you will have p- more people going to games, but you won't be creating more fans. In if you put a team here, it will create fans. It will be people that have never seen the game and and will will be introduced to something they've never that never known and they're going to be blown away. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's my pitch about about this market is there's tons of people that have just never been exposed to it. And so I think that is part of the lore and part of the advantage and part of the appeal of Seattle that, that I I don't think many other places can, can, can touch. Right. All right. Sorry about that. But that's okay. That's okay. Are you on that note? Are you familiar? Have you talked to the guys from the Vegas hockey podcast? Or uh, I've never even heard of it. Okay, uh, but all right. So let's say that uh, someone from Las Vegas comes up here, and they've got a windowless van except for the windshield, and they they pull up next to you, door opens up, they kidnap you, pull you in the van, take you down to Vegas, um, hold a gun to your head, and say you have to bet one thousand uh, dollars. You have to you have to bet whether the team whether the team is coming to Seattle or not. What would you bet? Gun to your head. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. That's you make this really easy, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> they had to be from Vegas. You could have made them from Spokane, for all I know. I um, yeah. So, um, But in Vegas, they gamble, uh, so you have to gamble. <laughs> so I, I I really do think it's 50-50. Um and and I will I would I'm the not optimist and and I think we can you know based on what we've been hearing people are talking still um, the, the RBL group is is going to apply in Tukwila I think we have a good chance and I and I'm going to bet on us getting a team. All right, that's kind of how I where I am. I'm I'm like you. I'm just as nervous 
Uh, and my, I'd say the odds are about where you put them. Uh, Otto, what are, where are your odds at right now? You know, I I think it's a I think it's a coin flip. You know, my my heart says yes, but my head says maybe not. So I don't know. You know, maybe it's the whole Seattle sports fandom thing. You know, I've been beaten down to like whenever I get my hopes up about something with the Kings, with the with the with the Coyotes a couple of years back, it's always been, it's never come out. You know, it came out well. So I. I'm keeping my my hope and my dreams kind of, kind of guarded a little bit, so I'm not crushed when we find out that it's going to be Portland and, and Vegas or Houston and Vegas. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fifty fifty with a slight lean to we're not to get a team in the fall. <laughs> wow, Otto! Thanks for bringing. I'm down. sorry, guys. That's, that's I mean, your <laughs> wait, wait. You know set what? it up again. <laughs> set it up. It's, it's the van. It's the. It's the. They van. take you to Vegas. A thousand dollars with a gun to your head. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. You know, it's okay. just. It's just. We we've, we've come so close to so many good things happening for this market, in regards to both the Sonics, you know, the NBA and the NHL, that, you, you know, I remember the eve of the. I remember the eve of the, uh, the uh, the the city council in Glendale. The eve before that vote and. There are major reports that uh, they did not have the votes to to uh, extend that lease with uh, ICE Arizona, and you know, in my head, I was like, "Oh my gosh, we're gonna have a team tomorrow," and and then somehow, some way, they came through, and they went one vote the other way, and you know, well, apparently now it looks like there's some shenanigans going on down there, but um, yeah, I I I I am just. I'm gonna play, play uh, close to my uh, best and just kind of just be very, uh, you know, wary of, you know, jumping all in. But I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I can't I've been blame you. So many I can't times. blame you. I don't think Paul can either. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I think every Seattle fan, deep down inside, if they were to, if, if they were to be honest, they would say, yeah, I kind of don't think this is gonna happen just because of our history. Um, but, you know, now that I actually know Tukwila is going to apply, um, I, I think we have as good a shot as anyone, honestly. Um, and if, uh, if Hanson and Coleman throw in, I think that even, I, I think our odds go actually significantly up. Um, but, you know, we're going to find out. That's the great thing about this. Um, you know, it's going to be, it may be a while before we find out for sure whether we're getting an NBA team back or not. But, you know, sometime this year we're going to know whether or not we're getting an NHL team. And, you know, I, I think that's kind of healthy, honestly. Uh, so we're yeah. not going to be wondering for the rest of our lives is this going to happen, is this going to happen. But, uh, John, um, I want to thank you for coming on tonight. This is our season finale, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on because you've been a good guest for us. And uh, I hope you come on next season with us uh, more often, in fact, and, you know, it, you know, I told Otto this is our season finale, but if we get major news, we we may do a special episode, and you may get a call from me for that one as well. Well, but, I uh, uh, I would anticipate it. Just between us three and all the listeners, I think we're gonna we're in for some news in the next. I mean, it's, it, you know, this stuff is gonna percolate out, whether it be Coleman or Hanson or Bellevue or whatever. Things are yeah. gonna come up. I know it. So. 
Enjoy your vacation yeah. when you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, John, thanks for coming on. And uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Sounds and good. Thanks you for all your help this year. Thanks, all right, John. Great show. I love it. And, and, John, and John, once again, the, the website address precisely is? Uh, NHL2Seattle, and it's two spelled out T-O. Okay. All right. Thanks, John. All right, guys. Thanks. All right, that was NHL to Seattle's John Barr. And I, what was this, Otto? Maybe the third or fourth time he's been on with us. And, uh, yeah. Now, Otto, Otto, was that the third or fourth time that John's been on with us, do you think? I, I think he's been, well, he, that, that I've been with on the show, I think that's number two. Okay. So I think I think he was on a third he was on another time without you I think. So Okay. Um yeah, so I think this might have been his third episode with us. Um so when we come we're going to take a short break and when we come back Otto and I are going to talk about this whole thing. So stay tuned. When America needed to cheer, the world watched the impossible dream come true. Volkswagen salutes the 1980 USA gold medal hockey team here in their new Volkswagen Vanagon, the greatest hockey team in the world. Get your free team photo and see the full line of Volkswagens at your local Volkswagen dealers. If a premium beer is to please a lot of people, it has to be good. It has to know the way to natural ingredients. What prime quality hops to seek out? What first-rate grains to choose? It must draw upon the Pacific Northwest's pure mountain water. But above all else, it must deliver fine taste. Today, one beer does it all. Mountain Fresh Rainier, a brew apart. You know what the NHL stands for? Non-stop hockey love. Hockey love. Like when the Thrashers score a goal and those giant bird heads shoot flames 20 feet out of their mouth, you can feel the warmth fall over you. Can you feel? That's hockey love. The hockey love. Or when a player is sent to the penalty box to think about the wrongs he has done, that is the league version of sending a kid to a timeout. Done with tough hockey love. From Midtown to Marriott, Sometimes in between periods, they have little tight hockey, little kids playing hockey in their little thrashers uniforms. They try so hard, and their parents are so proud, so full of hockey love. I'm talking about hockey love! I wish I could go out there and play against them. I bet I could kick some ass. (laughs) All right. Fascinating world of pro hockey. Here we go. Take a seat because you've just been. 
Spin Bin with your host, recently returned from his forced deportation to Canada and that country's subsequent refusal to accept him, Paul Rogers. Seattle Simbin, our season finale episode, except if it's not. Uh, Otto, <laughs> welcome back. Thank you so much welcome for having back. me again and full season. <laughs> yeah, so this has been fun, hasn't it? I mean, uh, when we first started this, we we were both really nervous about it and really unsure of ourselves. And, you know, as time's gone, gone on, I've become really nervous about it and kind of unsure of myself. How about you? Yeah, no, it's you know, it's, it's just been a great experience just being able to talk hockey and and talk, you know, how we're gonna how we're progressing as a market. And you know, the great thing is there's just been so much news, you know, the last yeah. three or four months that we've been doing this that we have not had a shortage of things to talk about. So yeah, we've had a be, lot of stuff be, to talk about. Yeah, before you know, before um before we get into like the arena talk and the different cities. I'd just like to give a quick shout out to uh, all the uh, the players from the the Washington State uh, WHL teams that got drafted last week. Uh, okay. And special shout out to uh, the four Seattle Thunderbirds that got drafted: um, Matthew Barzell, Brian Gropp, uh, Keegan Colasar, and Ethan Bear. So big shout out to those guys for getting drafted, and uh, you know, a shout out to. All the all the teams in the U.S. division, and specifically the Washington WHL teams that got, uh, you know, that that were drafted, and hopefully they have success in their careers. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, screw Portland, but <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. uh, but hey, you know what? So here's the thing about Portland. You know, we, we talk about screwing Portland, but you know, if we get a team, and you know, Portland does not get a team, we will have a lot of crossover regards to fans, since we would be the closest, you know, metro area with a team. Kind of like how we do with the Seahawks and the Mariners. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't want, you know, I don't want to say screw Portland too much because, you know, you know, they, they yeah, might be, you know, they might be our, our some of the fans coming up to, you know, be our same kind of fan, you know, teammates whatever, or fan mates or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. but, you know, you know, as I, as when we had the NHL, NHL to Portland guy on, what was a couple months yeah. ago, um, you know, I meant what I told him. If uh, if Seattle doesn't get it done and Portland does, and they get a team and we don't, you know, I'm I'll probably root for Portland. You know, it. Yeah, you know, they, I would be too close probably, enough to root you know? for. Yeah, exactly. You no, know, in all seriousness, I I have no problem with Portland. I love Portland. I love Portland yeah. fans. You know, I went to school for a year down in Newburgh, which is about 30 miles west of Portland. So you know, I I okay. love that town. Uh, yeah. But uh, you know, I think that part Probably. of that was the old Sonics, the old Sonics uh, Blazers rivalry, uh, oh, yeah. cropping yeah. up in me. And, and uh, you got, so and you got the Sounders, Sounders and the Timber, you know, Sounders and the Timbers and the T-Birds and, and the Blackhawks. So you know, there's there's the whole Washington versus Oregon rivalry, you know. But we can, yes. you know, you know, but like I said, we can't get together on common grounds, you know, at least in regards to like the Mariners and and the Seahawks and things like that. Yeah, uh, Otto, how much how much uh, stock do you put in the New York Post? Uh, 
Well, it kind of depends on what the if it's something that I want that I want to happen, then I, I usually fall in line. Uh, if it's something I don't want to happen, then I say it's, it's a you know it's a gossip rag. So okay, well <laughs> this something I, the, yeah, literally ahead. literally five minutes before the show started, oh, uh, someone someone gave me a link to a story on the New York Post, and the okay. title is the title of the article is. Arizona Coyotes moved to Las Vegas under new owner. And it says, Sin City is getting hockey. Two sources close to the situation told the Post. The NHL is arranging the sale of the Arizona Coyotes to billionaire William Foley, who will move the team to Las Vegas, living in its first major professional franchise, one source said. No, I'm not kidding. I'm reading this is from the New York Post. Um, Las Vegas has reached, yeah, it says Las Vegas has reached 10,000 season uh, ticket deposits. Enough to justify a franchise, the other source said. Foley said in January that he needed 10,000 uh, ticket deposits to get an NHL team. Foley will move them for the 2016-17 season, the source said. The Post last year was first to report Foley was backing in a Vegas franchise. Now that, you know, if you remember, that's true. I just, uh, as I just read that paragraph, I remember, you remember that? Uh, the, the, the Post actually did report that. Uh, yeah. So they were, they were correct oh, on that. Gosh. Uh, now, MG, it says MGM Resorts and arena operator AEG are building a 20,000-seat hockey-ready arena in Las Vegas yep. that is slated to open spring 2016. A Coyote spokesman said the, the Coyotes are committed to playing in Arizona. Uh, when asked for how long, the spokesman reiterated it was committed to playing in Arizona, period. Arizona last year ranked 28th in attendance. Now, meanwhile, it says... Uh, the city council in Glendale, Arizona, last month voted to terminate its lease agreement that expires in 2028. That has the city paying the team 15 million a year for the share for a share of the revenue. The NHL is also eyeing expansion franchises in the Toronto and Seattle areas for the 2017-18 season. A source said Toronto and Seattle. It says. Uh, oh. The NHL announced wow. it was accept, accepting applications for expansion franchises from July 6th until August 8th. Uh, former uh, Bauer hockey chairman Graham Rustan is the lead person putting together a Toronto area expansion team bid. Uh, and here's an important paragraph. The NHL okay. denied the story. Of course. Uh, <laughs> until they, until uh, they, uh, they deny it until they uh, approve it, right, or they acknowledge it. Yeah, yeah. And it says Foley and Rustan did not return calls. Now, um, I, I was looking at the Twitter feed um, on the Vig- for our friends at the Vegas Hockey Podcast. They seem pretty skeptical yeah. about this. And, you know, I kind of am too. Um, I have a hard time thinking that the NHL is going to let the Coyotes go to Vegas when they could get a huge expansion fee out of them. Um, and, but, man, can you imagine if this is true? I mean, this changes the parameters of the expansion conversation entirely. It that's changes, true. It's, yeah, because because then, I mean, then you would need to have two Western teams. So just, you know, you, you would need to find another additional Western team because you you're, you're just swapping one West team for another. So you would still need two more Western teams to even out, to balance out the the um the divisions. Now here here's what I read like maybe like a year ago and maybe it was a thought was if that Toronto piece is true is just like how they do in baseball and just like how they do in football have you know you know how you how you how you have New York 
you know, New York NFL NFC team and New York AFC team, I can see them putting Toronto in some sort of Western like some sort of Western conference, right? So, so the yeah. Greater Toronto area second team in the Western Conference and Seattle, yeah. I guess. You know, being the second team. Now, here's my question, right? Here's the thought. Now, Glendale, they want out, right? Arizona, they want out. The Coyotes, the Coyotes don't want out. But if both sides want out, then who, like, what's the, you know what I'm saying? What's what's the remedy? If both sides want out, yeah. then a move seems like it could be simple, right? Well, I don't think both sides do want out or they'd already be out. Um, because if, right. if I think if the Coyotes wanted out, they would have seen that that city council meeting as a gift, and they would have said, "All right, you know what? Fine, we're leaving," <laughs> and been done right. with it. But they're, but they're fighting it, so that tells me they don't want out. But so here's what I think about this story. I I'm suspicious because you know the New York Post does have kind of a rec- reputation for being a rag, but you right. do have to look at the fact that they did report last year that Foley was backing a franchise, and they were apparently the first one to do that. So you can't yeah. just dismiss it. So here's what I think, Otto. I think the NHL wants to keep the team in Arizona, uh, and they're fighting this with that lawsuit. And I think if they win the lawsuit, they're going to stay in Arizona. And right. that you know maybe they move to Phoenix instead of Glendale or whatever. But you know, but if they lose the lawsuit, I, I think this could be a contingency plan. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like how Seattle was when we were part. Yeah, uh, we yeah. Plan B. But on the other oh, hand. Yeah. If, if you think if it's really a contingency plan, I'm, I'm thinking out loud, Otto, because this is this story is new in my head. Um, they've got until uh, what, August 10th to decide that if that's yeah. the case, right? Because it, right. you know if they're going to turn Vegas's uh, application into a relocation instead, then they've got right. uh, they've got to decide that rapidly. I mean, which means if that if this story is true. Uh, it means that they're going to drop that court case at some point because I don't, I don't think I think that court case is going to take a while to decide, don't you? Right. Like if there's a settlement, right? Like if there's a settlement, it could things to rapidly go one way or another, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like if, you know. Um, oh my gosh. You know, here's 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 the craziest thing, and you know, we we talked about how we you know we don't we don't wish another city to lose their team, and you know, John mentioned that with Florida. In Carolina and the Coyotes, but mm-hmm. I'll tell you what: the talent on that Coyotes roster. I'm sorry, like I, when I see that, I, I, I and I see like them connected with like Las Vegas, and and I see like the Florida Panthers connected with Quebec. I, I I do get a little jealous, you know, looking at my potential expansion draft compared to uh, the loaded teams that both Florida and um, and Arizona have, and you know it's. It's just you know, because yeah. you know my biggest fear, and and this is just talking you know, and John has great hope for this market, and I have I have great hope for this market too, you know, but I just wonder how long is the honeymoon period in Seattle? You know what I'm saying? I think, yeah. I think for the Sonics, the honeymoon period is gonna, it's they're just gonna, it's just gonna be longer. But with hockey, a new sport, you know. How long is that honeymoon period going to be? And with with a with a team that already has, you know, a talented roster and a and a built-in farm system and a built-in front office, I think the capacity yeah. and capability to to put a put a winning team on, on the ice will be a lot quicker than starting everything from scratch. And that's my biggest fear. And so my if my 
if it seems like I'm overly sometimes maybe pushing for a possible location with one of these teams is because I do have a small sense of fear uh, of how long the honeymoon period is going to be. And for it to be successful in Seattle, I think a, a team that's competitive within a couple of years uh, would, would be would be extremely helpful in the long run, uh, you know, viability of the franchise. No? Yeah. Um, Otto, while you were talking there, uh, oh, I went to maps. Uh, no, no, I went to maps.google.com just out of curiosity, okay. and it is a four and a half hour drive from Phoenix to Vegas. Um, and and what I was thinking was if I'm a Coyotes fan, if I'm an Arizona fan, which move would be more painful for me if, if the team went to Vegas or if it went to Seattle or someplace like that. And to me, if I'm, if I'm down there, that's still a short enough drive where it might not be as painful and they, they could still be called the Coyotes or something like that or whatever. But, you know, so yeah. maybe maybe a move to Vegas wouldn't be as painful for Arizona fans, but you know who knows? Right. Who knows what's going on? Well, you know, I don't know yeah, whether Paul, to believe the story or not. Yeah, I kind of I, I take a kind of different you know a different point of view. You know, if I was in, if I was in Phoenix, yeah, they, you know they might be like you know you know four and a half five hours. That's kind of a long drive, but it it, it the thing might be closer. You know what I'm saying? The thing might be greater yeah. that we lost our team to like another desert team. You know. I, you know, if if I'm Phoenix, you know, I can understand if we lost the Coyotes to Quebec because, like, okay, yeah, they have ice. You know, they have snow. You know, that's understandable. So but you we're think it's even more painful? Yeah, because, you know, I think, like, we're going to lose our team to another desert team. Like, it's like, really? And just down the road almost, you know? I th- I think mm-hmm. that would that kind of hurt, you know, you know, for me, I mean, like, would, would be more than, like, oh, okay, well, we moved to Seattle. Well, that makes sense because, you know, Seattle – you know, it's close to Canada. It snows there, things like that. You know, so I don't know, man. I, I, you know, I'm glad you saw that. That's that's huge. That's huge news. And would definitely. Here's the thing. Even if even if the Coyotes, you know, if they go to Las Vegas or or not, by Las Vegas taking, if they if they are taking that Coyotes franchise, another city gets pushed up front. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. In Toronto. That's huge. I mean, getting that huge, that huge market in Toronto, uh, you know, and putting them in the West because right now your major kind of major like hockey powers, like the big hockey markets, they're in the East. Outside of yeah. Chicago, you know, you know, you got Montreal, you got Quebec, you got Toronto, you got New York Rangers, Boston. They're all in the East. I mean, Chicago. Yeah. They're a huge passionate hockey fan base. I mean, it would be good if you could pair Toronto and Chicago as kind of like the two big. And Vancouver Canucks, obviously, yeah. um, as kind you of know, a huge, two big markets. What came to mind when I first read this, and again for everyone that's listening, I'm I'm still processing this. I haven't really thought all this through, so if I think out loud, please forgive me. But uh, um, Vegas is a lock solid pick for one of these exp- expansion slots. Most people think we're getting there's going to be two expansion slots, and most 99% right. would tell you Vegas is lock solid. Lead, yeah. lead pipe, solid uh, pick. So, really, Seattle right now is competing for one expansion slot. And right. what my first thought was, if this story is true and the Coyotes are going to, to Vegas, that means Seattle is now competing for two spots. So our odds went up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. That's that's another positive indicator. It's like if we can't have the Coyotes, then at least this would open, 
would, would open up another spot. So, like, the competition, you would think, would be would think. for, like, four or five cities. Yeah. Instead of, like, one yeah, spot for four or five cities. Yeah. So, you know, I have mixed feelings. The Vegas guys are going to have mixed feelings about this story because, you know, when I talk, when we talked to them last week, um, yeah. they don't want they don't want the Coyotes. They want to start from no. scratch. Now, right. obviously, they'll take what they can get, but they don't, they don't want this. They they would prefer expansion. So, you know, I yeah. uh, I don't know what to make of this. I don't know if the story is true, <laughs> but yeah. I do know that the the New York Post did report that Foley was back in a franchise last year, and he was. They were the first to report it. At least right. according well, to them. Well, obviously, <laughs> right. Obviously, they have enough where they feel comfortable with writing with the story, right? So yeah. I mean, obviously, they feel like they they have something, or their source has something, or they they trust their source enough, where they're running yeah. with running with this with as a story. And I'm sure, what now it's about an hour and a half later, I'm sure this is being picked up by everyone, right? All the all the outlets, and it's just is it it's going on fire. <laughs> I, I haven't. With this. Well, I haven't had a really had a chance to look because you know I've been talking the whole time, but. Right, yeah. um, if there's if there's anything valid to it, I'm sure it will explode. Um, oh, I would gosh. say. If I'm the NHL, though, I don't want this coming out today. If this is true, I don't want this coming out today because you want to drive that, low, that ex- yeah. expansion price up, right? Yeah, and you're going to lower that expansion price if you have more opportunities, right? Yeah. So I, I would think. Yeah. I would think. I I would, you know what? If, if if the Coyotes go to Vegas, I would love to come in with 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 the Maple Leafs or not Maple Leafs with with another Toronto with another Toronto squad. Hopefully, different years. You know what I'm saying? Like, hopefully, like we're further yeah. along in the process where we can get maybe expansion in two years, and then maybe they will get expansion in three years or something like that. Um, just because, like we talked about with the Vegas guys last week, um, you know, we we don't want two teams at one, you know, at one. Uh, one expansion draft, you know, buffet. You know, we want one team, one expansion draft buffet. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll obviously, I mean, so that we'll hope oh, for that, right. but obviously we'll take whatever we get, right? Obviously, we're, you, you know what? When, when I'm saying like, we're, do- we're know, dogs I, panting at the table. Yeah. <laughs> for scraps. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I'll take whatever we can get. You know, I'm just thinking long term, the long term yeah. health and, you know, how, how sometimes, you know, Seattle fans, you know, I mean, we like winners. That's, that is well known. We love supporting winners. And, you know, I just, you know, my concern is, like, the our sports dollar. I mean, we're going to have, like, what, six, five or six major sports uh, options in uh, in Seattle. And, you know, and Vegas, you know, they don't, this would, you know, the hockey would be the top dog, right, Vegas. So it's like, you know, maybe yes, they're. Vegas uh, would be for sure. Yeah, maybe their maybe their um, you know their honeymoon period is going to be a little bit longer just because there's no other options for entertainment dollar. You know, not entertainment dollar, the the sports dollar in Las Vegas. Where here, you know, you know we have you know especially as a saucer back, we have multiple options and you know multiple options even during the winter. So yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just well, looking at the health. <laughs> yeah, Otto. Um, you and I have decided that this is our season finale, and uh, yeah. It, it's been a fun year. It really has. But, you know, now that summer's here, you and I both kind of want to spend it with our families and whatnot. But at the same time, as major, if something major breaks, and, I mean, it's got to be something really major for us to so do what, what an would episode. You, what would you classify as major? 
Like, what, what, what's the tier? Like, we're, we're, if we're speaking <clears> major, what, what are we, what are well, we looking at, at here? So, yeah. like, at this, point, at this point, if we get an NHL first modification, that would be huge, right? That would be major, okay. major, major. Yeah. Um, I, I would say maybe if this uh, New York Post story pans out, that could be major. Right. Uh, what about comes, if, uh, if that comes out? What if, what about if, uh, we, we get an official, like, a, a Bellevue group uh, comes up to the forefront? Names some players. Yeah, it, so like if, for the major. Yeah, I I would be tempted to go on the air if Bellevue comes forward with something. Um, maybe if one of the ownership groups contacts me and wants to do a podcast, <laughs> I would do that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so if if Ray Barbazek is listening, we'd love to have you on the air. Um, we'll we'll come back. We'll drop everything in a heartbeat and talk to you. If Victor Coleman is on the air. Uh, if anyone part of the Jack Sperling group is on the air, is listening to us, we'd love to have any of you on and talk yeah. to you. For that matter, Chris, you know Chris Hansen. We take I talk to Chris Hansen, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, so, I would love to talk to Chris Hansen. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, or you know, maybe if you know you and I just wake up one morning and say, hey, we should talk about hockey. That could be that could be considered a major <laughs> <laughs> development. So what but you're saying I, is I, if, if we. If we get the itch in a month and a half, <laughs> yeah, we we can come back and do and do one just if we feel like it for sure. Um, yeah, so should we just go ahead and drop the pretense that we're ending the season? But no, I, I I'm ending the season because I I don't want to have the summer obligation to do it unless something breaks. So uh, no, let, let's you. leave it that way. What's that? Yeah, and you know it's it's you know it's it's good that we give. You know, I, you know, like you know, Chris Daniels and Jeff Baker and those guys. We, we give them the summer off too. You know, we want to keep them fresh for when, yeah, when, when the real shenanigans start in the fall. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So my 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 thought, other than if, other than if we do special episodes, is uh, when does preseason roll around? Around September, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, September yeah, so, perfect. Yeah. So that's I, I think the, we'll probably uh, come down, come back in September. Yeah, I am completely on board with that. I think, I think by September, I believe that's when we should start hearing something from the NHL. Um, plus, uh, the NHL will start. You know, preseason is going to be starting up right around then, so the season is going to be like a month or two away. And then, aren't yeah. isn't like the are we supposed to have something, some sort of vote or something happen with the Seattle City Council in regards to the location in in the fall? Something oh, something, there? something. I, the, <laughs> I, some sort of I lose track of what all is going on with Soto sometimes. So I, I, there's supposed to be maybe a street vacation vote, um, yeah, and that is the, if the, the planning, if the planning commission uh, passes it on to them with the community benefit vote that they have. So at some point, uh, the uh, DPD has to make a a vote for community benefit. And my understanding. I was talking to Matt Tucker about it of Sonics Rising. He says that has more to do with the aesthetics of the arena. So okay. the, the stuff that the stuff that was covered in the FEIS, for example, is not necessarily okay. what they're talking about for this. So it's not just a duplicate vote of that. They're they're looking at the overall thing. Is it going to look nice? Is it going to fit in with the neighborhood? And that, that's my understanding. So they have to do a community benefit vote. Uh, at DPD, and then it, if that's approved, it will go into the city council, 
And the next thing the city council has to look at is the street vaca the street vacation vote. Uh, what's the name of the road? Um, Occidental. Is it Occidental? Uh, yeah, I, that sounds right. But yeah, whichever road that they're talking about closing, they have to vote right. on that. That's the next major hurdle. Um, and then after that, at some point, it's going to be the master use permit. Um, but then, then here's the thing: if uh, <laughs> this really gets tricky, if if Hansen and Coleman come up with an agreement for NHL first, uh, mm. that means the councils have to do something about that uh, prior to August 10th, I would think, right? So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we might so, be before August 10th. <laughs> yeah. God, who knows? <laughs> yeah. So basically, this might be a short-lived vacation. <laughs> yeah. What I don't want to what I don't want to are telling all of you is we're taking the summer off except for the weeks that we don't. How's that? <laughs> yeah. No. No and, more. And then, uh, yeah. Go ahead. No. No more. Re no more regularly, you know, scheduled weekly shows unless something yeah. something huge happens. <laughs> yeah. So. If we do another episode, it could happen any day of the week uh, based on what's going on. So that that's kind of the plan. Um, we're we're certainly going to take most of the summer off. I don't think we're going to have major breaking news every every week this summer. I think we're going to have some slow weeks. I I hope so. Uh, but, you know, I've lost count about how many episodes we've done this year, Otto. At least 20, uh, right? Yeah, I think we're we're approaching twenty twenty one. I, I was keeping count for a while. I, yeah, after a while, that was like sixteen or seventeen. But the, I know we've had some like one off, and a couple others kind of threw me off. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes we did more than one. Uh, sometimes we didn't do any because we just chose right. not to. Uh, but it, it's been a lot of fun. I you know I didn't know if this was going to take off at all, but the. The one thing we've had going for us all year is we've had great guests. Oh yeah, every week. Uh, and yeah. Craig, I I owe a lot to Craig Customs. I mean, imagine how different this show would have been if Craig Customs wouldn't have taken time to come on the show with us that first week. That Craig right. Customs yeah. uh, helped us secure other interviews. Um, we're talking about ESPN's Craig Customs now. Uh, he can't really come on anymore. Uh, because of ESPN policy, which is unfortunate. But um, Craig Custance, I we, we owe a lot to Craig Custance because he allowed us to get a really good cast of guests. You know, uh, he helped he helped us get Chris Daniels. Uh, he helped us get Michael Gray. He helped us get um, Jeff Jeff Baker. Um, you know that that really helped us establish credibility. And you know, I've been really pleased with the way our show has taken off. And um, you know, the intent is uh, from this point going forward, we're going to do this every year, assuming we don't get <laughs> like if we don't get a team, I don't know what that's going to do to us, honestly. But if we do get a team, yeah, if we do get a team, um, the intent is to do this every year, uh, start in the preseason, like so when WHL and NHL kicks into preseason gear, we start the season sometime around then and then uh, maybe end the season a week or two after the Stanley Cup. I mean, that that seems like yeah. a good normal schedule for us, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, um, may, maybe after the after uh, 
the NHL draft or after like you know you know the NHL awards or you know a couple like yeah probably like mid maybe mid July early July. Well, and that that would be a week or two, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah, it would be. <laughs> yeah, it's only been a couple weeks, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, hey, you, hey Paul, um, go ahead. You know it's been great um, being on the show. So I just want to thank you and Chris and and you know all, all the guys at Sox Rising and Dale Simbin for allowing me to uh, be a part of the show. So it's been amazing. Yeah. And I want to I want to thank you for being my co-host. It really does make it easier not to have to talk to myself the, the entire time. So it's good <laughs> to have someone on who knows more about hockey than me. Uh, other people to thank this year: our guests, Chris Daniels, Craig Custins, Brian Robinson, John Barr, um, the gentleman from what was the guy's name from the ice rink? Oh, uh, remember uh, Jeff? Um, oh, oh gosh. Yeah, John, I threw that John, on you. John. John Stolsch-Stolsch-Stolsch-Stolsch-Stolsch-Stolsch-Stolsch-Stolsch-Stolsch-Stolsch-Stolsch-Stolsch-Stolsch-Stolsch-Stolsch-Stolsch-Stols
twitter.com slash seattlefinbin and also the Seattle Finbin page at Facebook. Right. So please join. Okay. So with that out of the way, Otto, I want to, once again, I want to thank you and all of our listeners for being with us tonight. And we will see you all next fall, unless, of course, we see you sooner. So yeah. have I, a I great do. night. Go ahead. I I hope I, I I'm gonna say this. I hope we see. Uh, I talk to you before the fall. That means something good is happening. Yeah, unless it's meeting, unless it's something really really bad. <laughs> you know, if, if we get if we get really really bad news, we might have to do one final uh, one final show <laughs> or something like that. But yeah, yeah I agree with we're you. We're drinking on we're drinking on the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possibly, possibly. All right, that brings us that brings us to an end of this episode. That brings us to an end of season one of the Seattle Simbin podcast. Thanks all of you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Joining us in the Sin Bin with Paul Rogers. <laughs>